0: Welcome to Fatherhood Podcast, I'm your host, my name is Kelly, and I'm here to remind you however you're listening and wherever you're listening, that as dads, we're just like moms, except we're dads, ha ha! Start by introducing yourself.
1: All right. Well, my name is Jay Skibbons. I uh, live in Central Illinois, like two hours south of Chicago. Uh, I am a social worker, and I work primarily with dads. And I am launching, also simultaneously, a, a parent coaching um, business that is just me. That is, I what I do is I try to help parents. Uh, overcome stresses so that they can live their best life while raising kids they like.
0: How long have you been? So your coaching business is Mm -hmm. brand new.
1: Yeah. So 2021 first year in existence, (laughs) uh, I got certified as a professional, like a certified coach at the end of 2020. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, I, I started making content, uh, more just towards confidence. Cause I just feel like confidence and mindset is really where it's at. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that as a single dad and um, a parent myself, that that's who my market is. Like okay. I know parenting, I know kids, I know what it's like to, I know what it's like to do it all on my own. Mm-hmm. So I feel like what I have to share will help all parents. Because if you have a partner, then like that the person you're doing it with could benefit and you could benefit. So to me, starting out as a single parent um has really been beneficial because it's kind of opened my eyes to a lot of the different things that that people go through. And that, you know, to, to be completely blunt, if I could do it by myself, then I feel like most anybody could do it uh like as a team or or as a solo person.
0: That's a good outlook to have. So we're we're gonna talk about our main topic um, you know, coming up. I reached out to you. It's, it's worth noting that you and I connected on on it's over Instagram, which yeah. has been one of the coolest things that's happened. I guess are we post pandemic? I mean, I don't know. <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, I go out and I see less people in masks, so I mean, I feel like we're. <laughs> I think that most people consider it post pandemic right
0: now. Let's just say post twenty twenty. Yeah, there we go. All right, there we go. All right, so post twenty twenty. Uh, It just feels like so many people have been connecting over social media and um, becoming a father for me in 2020 and connecting with other dads and people who are dad influencers has been one of the coolest things um, post 2020. And so that's how you and I connected and I reached out to Mm -hmm. you. Um, We've been in connection for several months now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah. reached out to you about this new Kevin Hart movie that just came out on uh, Father's Day weekend, and so that's what we're going to talk about um, for the meat of our conversation. But I just want to to ask a little bit more to get a sense of uh, of who you are and where you're coming from before we jump into our conversation. So Definitely. you said that you work with dads in particular as a social worker. Is it in a yeah. is it in a particular setting or is it just sort of a broad thing?
1: Uh so it's it's so the town that I live in is uh Bloomington, Illinois and we're kind of like a big small town. I think that like uh we have like 75,000 people here. Um but Chicago is two hours north of us and obviously there that is a much bigger pond to fish out of yeah 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 um, yeah and the social work, and this is you know what we we're talking about with, with uh, technology being able to afford us new uh, luxuries mm-hmm. is that the the dads and the program that work out or work with is based out of Chicago so we do a virtual group on Thursdays um, that meets the needs of uh, Chicago-based dads, and it, you know, we we help them with uh, financial like finances. We mm-hmm. help them with employment. We help them uh, uh, if they're going through the court system. It's it, it's it's very resource based. Okay. Um, it's a government-funded okay. program too, so it's a lot of data entry mm-hmm. um, and like following the course of the dad's progression and growth. Um, but it 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 also affords us the the chance to to give dads the space to talk, which is um, obviously, you know how we've connected too is, is an important piece of uh, gaining a community of other men to talk just parenting with, yeah, right? The, yeah. Just the ups and downs, the struggles, the successes. Yeah. Um, Some sometimes when you don't have that space, you don't realize how isolated you truly are. But You're then lying. when you get that space, yeah, you you realize what power there is in just sharing the normal everyday. Ups and downs of parenting.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so you yourself, you said you are a single parent. Yes. How so, old are or, your boys?
1: Yeah, they are five, and then Elliot uh, Sawyer is five, and Elliot will be seven on Thursday. So I, <laughs> I don't know when this is going to drop, but that would be July first. So he's almost seven. There you um, go. And yeah, so I have them. I I split custody with their mom, um, and we've. Since COVID started, I get them Tuesday afternoon until Sunday morning. Um, so I'm, we don't call, we don't have a custody. We have a, we have a parental plan agreement, but like, I don't think of myself as a custodial parent. I just, it just so happens that it works out that I have them more.
0: And and you shared a little bit of your story with me when we first connected. I don't know how comfortable you are about <laughs>
1: Oh, we're just going to go off the defense early, man. Uh, I mean, no, no. I The the shortest version uh, possible is that also uh, I found out when Elliot was like three years old and then Sawyer's 15 months behind him. Just that I found out that they're not biologically mine. Mm. Like they're just that i mean that is that is uh my million dollar Netflix series uh yeah. waiting to be written <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that you know but uh i can I can honestly tell you that uh that the way I became a dad and the way that that all worked out just perfectly fits who I am and like what I'm supposed to be doing I know that this part of my journey I know that um because I I also see fostering, um, in my future, Mm -hmm. like as a, I want to be a foster parent. Um, and, and then now I create spaces for dads, like a safe space to talk. So I just, for me personally, I see myself as a safe space creator for people. And I think that that just extended to these two humans who, you know, I didn't help biologically make them, but I'm help raising them and I'm help you know, I'm helping to make them feel comfortable in this world, yeah. and I think that that's, to me, that's as important as making them. Since I don't know who the guys are who made them,
0: I mean, that in itself could be the duration of our conversation. But so we're just gonna we're <laughs> well, just gonna we, we'll put a that, of yeah.
1: that and we'll <laughs> we'll come back to that next time.
0: <laughs> we'll come back to that next time. Um. But so it's fitting to have this conversation with you. Um, it's not necessarily a, a movie review or a critic. It's more so, a, I found it interesting. So I shared, who was it? A friend of mine shared the trailer of the movie with me. And then my friend said, you should probably talk to someone about this on your podcast. And immediately you were the first person I thought about. Mm. So I was like- I love
1: that. Thank you. Yeah,
0: dude, I was like- Oh, I I think let me reach out to Jay. So I sent it to you like literally the moment that I sent it to you on, on IG, I had just received it like five minutes before. Okay. So I sent it to you and I said, bro, watch this movie and I want you to talk to me about it on the podcast. And so here we are. So is this going to be a dialogue about what resonated with you? um, If anything maps onto your experience uh, either positive, negative, or if we have commentary about anything, like, well, I don't know if this is really real, you know, just like open conversation. It doesn't have to be a scene by scene, you know, right. critic. That's not what, what we're here for. But I just found it to be interesting um, that Kevin Hart would release this movie and addressing fatherhood and what it would be like and so we just want to just want to look into it and and see where this conversation goes
1: for sure i'm down
0: all right bet so where do you want to start
1: question do you feel like this like movie like set i did what it set out to do like i don't you know i don't i didn't read any kevin hart interviews so i don't know what his purpose was in making this movie but like after watching it do you feel like okay they probably they probably felt like they got it right
0: yeah so i was so here here's the thing i'll give you my impression when i saw the trailer versus my impression after finished watching the movie
1: Okay. That's perfect.
0: My impression after watching the trailer was, man, this movie is going to be about this guy with his daughter trying to figure it out. And I am sure it's going to hit on some of the most, uh, key, you know, portrayals of, of fatherhood and society and sort of just how, um, Minimized the fatherhood role is um, just how how underappreciated the fatherhood role is, and maybe there's gonna be something that comes out of there that's like, yeah, start taking dads more seriously, particularly black fathers.
1: Yeah, right. Okay. Particularly
0: yeah. black fathers. Okay. So I was hyped, bro. Okay. I started watching the movie tearjerker at the beginning, and I watched it by myself. So. Even though I'm by myself, I'm looking around and I'm like, oh, oh man, <laughs> like how it opened was really captivating. And it even made me more excited to see what the rest of the movie was going to be like. And then I have to be honest, dude, it just dropped off a little bit.
1: Okay. And I was okay. like- in, in what way? In what way? Uh,
0: it, it, it it started to get too predictable too quickly. Mm. I thought that the direction that it would have gone into, um, they veered away from it and- Maybe it felt like the movie was trying to to hit on too many things. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's hit on, for instance, uh, the fact that he couldn't get paternity leave from his work and he had to bring his child into work. Uh, Let's hit on the fact that he goes to he sees this group that says parenting and it's just a whole bunch of moms and they're not welcoming of him at first. Until he just like, I need help. And they finally gave in. Um, But one thing that I did notice was the lack of strong father figures that were helping him figure things out. Okay. And it was mostly moms who were helping him figure out how to be a dad, if that makes sense. You know what I mean?
1: Well, and let let me ask you this because you know I guess I'm not sure if your listeners will have will watch the movie or not. Do you feel like he actually figured out anything? Like do you feel like he learned a lot throughout the course of the movie?
0: Nah, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, because because and I, I'm glad I was actually worried that you're gonna have me on. And like I I have my notes that kind of go a certain direction, and I was a little bit worried that you're gonna like come on and, and super love this movie, and I would have to be like the bad guy and like ah, but like what about this and what about that? Because my thing is that like after watching it, yeah, a takeaway that I had was that like I almost just felt like they were in the writing room yeah. and they were just like throwing out ideas of like what dads go
0: through. Yes.
1: Like, like, like you were saying, like, like the, like paternity leave, like the dads group, like the, I knew that there was going to be like a movie montage with him trying to do her hair. Yeah. Right. Like, of course there was going to yep. be that. Yep. And it was just like, you know, of course dating was involved and disagreeing with the mother-in-law. Sure. Yeah. And it just felt like they just had like a list of bullet points. Mm mm-hmm. And they just like touched on each bullet point.
0: Yes. But never and, like, really developed any of it.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I think that, you know, one thing that we've talked about in, in our dad's group is like, if you do, if you try to do too many things well, you end up not doing anything well.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: So it's like, it's like exactly that. Instead of diving deep on like a specific topic or like maybe two or three specific things they did. I felt like they tried to get at, I mean, I, I will say that, while I do think that they tried to get at too many things and didn't do a good job, they did get the algorithm, algorithm, right. For how to get me to tear up.
0: Like yeah. at least
1: four or five, <laughs> they knew how to get me to tear up. But even then in the moment, I wasn't like tearing up because of, I felt for the character. Mm-hmm. It was like a combination of the scene and the move, or like the music. Yeah. It was just like, it was like watching a good commercial. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, like yeah. I was like, I wasn't crying for, you know, Matt, the dad or Maddie, the daughter or like whoever it was. It was just like a good commercial in that moment. And it just got me emotional in that moment. But like, yeah, I just I was I think that I was a little bit. It felt like a rom-com, like a like a like a romantic comedy. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: But they just added the fact that he's a dad into it instead of developing any kind of storyline
0: yeah yeah no i i totally agree with that and i know we started off by saying this is not like a movie critics criticism and it sounds like we're criticizing it but we're not we're just sort of sharing what our impression of the movie was and that might be what movie critics do
1: well it's just a it's just our perspective yeah, right it's yeah. you know we're dads and we're it's a because here's you know another question that you know Uh, I actually was talking to uh, a mom that Mm. had brought this movie up to me. Okay. And she just flat out said, she was like, there's no way that this movie would be made about a mom.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh.
1: (laughs) You know? (laughs) Wow.
0: Did she she go, did she say any more?
1: Well, it's just that these, like, I think that uh, her point was that These are just parental duties, you know, taking her to school, having to talk to the principal, having to, you know, take her clothing shopping, having to, especially as a single parent, right? Having to have those conversations like, you know, what's up with mom? She's not around anymore. You know, it it was just normal parental duties. Like if we go back to like a movie like, uh, let's say, The Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. I felt like there was a little bit of like he's got to get the job or he's got to do this to provide for like, this dude was like set up with like a, what it seemed to be yeah. like a six figure salary yeah. job. Like yeah. it was just like, it was like watching an episode of friends and you're just like, what do these people do for work? Yeah. Like the, how is, how is everybody rich in this show? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's, and, but I do think that uh, I'm, I, you know, there is a point that I am overly critical of, the slow moving process of representation.
0: Okay. Say more.
1: Because, because would this movie be made about moms? Probably not. Cause I can't think of a movie that was just like, Oh, a single mom raises her son. Right. There's always something more like maybe, maybe there was like abuse that she had to get away from. Maybe there was something more involved than just the spouse dying. Like, you know, I can't think of one just widow type movie.
0: Has there ever been a movie like that, by the way?
1: I mean there's not not just about a like a single mom. Yeah, like yeah. There's...
0: Just like no, but if, if you if what you just said, right? Simplifying the heck out of the movie,
1: right?
0: Boiling it down into one statement, the movie's about a dad who raised his daughter. Period.
1: yeah yeah, and i just so in my mind you know sometimes i have to think about things in like in a positive light or else you know i it gets too dark and maybe that maybe the good thing about this movie is that it will start it'll be the first of because you know uh to, to me i think of a movie like did you ever see moonlight no no okay you after this podcast go watch moonlight because it tells a specific story okay and it tells it with depth and detail okay like it's one of the i i think that sometimes and and uh to me i get frustrated with the quote-unquote black movies yeah because they feel contrived they feel stereotypical mm. they just like oh they the black people are loud they go to barbecues like they just it just never feels like we're telling a real story okay, about it. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Whereas like I think that not to get too racial, but like I think that other movies get to tell specific stories. Like yeah. this is my story. Yeah. I'm telling my story. And with Moonlight, it's, you know, uh the main character grapples with being a young black man with a drug addicted mom while battling like being a homosexual. Mm, mm-hmm. So it's like there's even in that, like just a reaction right there. There's mm-hmm. depth to mm-hmm. that. There's like, oh, okay, wow, okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How how do they do that? And it's not with laughs. It's not with you know. It's not with a a, a score or mm-hmm. like a good soundtrack, right? It's just they just give you the story and let you deal with it how you will. Because yeah. Maybe yeah. you won't like that movie. Maybe it'll make you uncomfortable. Maybe it'll do this. Yeah. But I feel like with this Kevin Hart movie with fatherhood, it was just like. Maybe it has to be that way first to get to a better version.
0: But here's the irony of what you're saying. Not because what you're saying is ironic, but what you're saying paired with one of the scenes in the movie where, uh, you know, Kevin Hart is talking to, to his friend after he left Maddie mm-hmm. with grandma and he's back home and he clearly misses her. Right. And so he has Lil Rel come over and they're drinking beer. And Lil Rel is like, Man, honestly, none of us thought that you would even be able to, to raise this child. So you should pat yourself on the back. And Matt, Kevin Hart's character, he took that the wrong way, right? He took that, mm-hmm. I mean, he took that the right way because the implication is like, oh, so. Okay so so I I bathe her, I clothe her, you know, I kept her alive and I'm supposed to pat myself on the back for that like I just did the basic and I'm supposed to be okay with that. At that scene, I was saying to myself, "Okay, so maybe the movie, maybe the next scene is going to be you know, rising above the basic and you know, we're going to go to I don't know, man. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like we're going to actually yeah. start telling a a we're going to focus on on one facet of this story and we're going to develop it a little bit more. Yeah. And that never came. Right. So that bothered me because it is symbolic of how fathers are often talked about. Pop culture or in just plain, you know, circles no matter where, Uh, you know, dudes like, well, I did my job. I fed my kids Uh, and it's like, Mm. okay, so you want a gold medal for, (laughs) for doing the basic, you know what I mean? So, so what is the next level? What is the next step? Right? So financially you're, you're providing kudos to you. You you kept the roof over your kid's head. Kudos to you. Uh, Mm -hmm. you didn't kill your kids. Kudos to you. I mean, that's a big deal, (laughs) Yeah, but But, you know, you're not supposed to, so, you know, kudos to you. And okay. So, so what's next? You know what I mean? Like no one, no one, let's take a mechanic, for instance, no one cheers on the mechanic just for fixing the brakes. Like you're supposed to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no one cheers on the mechanic just for going to work. You're supposed to do that. You know what I'm saying? So what is what is the next thing that you can do to go above and beyond? So is there, a, is there a sense that in parenting, whatever you do is just the basic? Or is there a sense that, yeah, we keep our children alive and we do what we're supposed to do, but we're also, you know, elevating as fathers our influence in our children's lives in some way, shape, or form. And- mm. What do you think? Well, no,
1: no, that idea right there that like you when you've asked like that question, like, what is the next step? Like, what is the next level? And I think that you said, like, el- what how do we elevate our kids beyond just the roof and the clothes and like the bare essentials? I think that it's in parenting. But then the the lack of it in this movie was that there was no emotional vulnerability. Mm. There was no emotional depth. Like I was there's actually a term for uh women characters in movies is called the manic pixie dream girl Mm. that they're they're just designed to exist to give the male characters somebody to like teach them lessons and to grow through and like because if we think about uh the the girlfriend that like it took me a second while i was talking to you to remember that her name was actually liz yeah like his like his wife was Mm -hmm. and they they like made up names for her because i was clearly uh A point of like, she even asked him, is this hard that my name is your dead wife's name? Yeah. Oh, no. Of course it's hard. Are you kidding? kidding? (laughs) Are you kidding me? I can't believe they didn't address that. I could. Yes. She she asked once. Yeah. She asked once.
0: Dude, I would have walked over to my friend and punched him at that birthday party and be like, how dare you set me up with someone with the same name as my dead wife? And yeah, that's the like, person that you want to set me up with? Are you kidding me? You yeah. know how confusing that's going to be to my daughter? You know how, you know what I'm saying? Like, that could have gone, yeah. and that could have gone anywhere, but right. no, nah, it's not, it, it's not. It was conf-
1: just that. And like, you know, there's no depth to, to that. There's no, there was no depth to her. We know that she was like an animator, but do we, do we know anything else about her? Like, do we, there was just. I just feel like that's like if you're asking about the next step about the you know, what else do we do? Yeah. It would be in this movie. It would be providing a space for Kevin Hart to like truly get frustrated. Yeah. And like the like, there was a part in that parking garage where he gets a little bit frustrated with his daughter. But that was, so there was predictable, never, like, I mean, I, yeah, it was just like, oh, she's she's upset because she's not. I would forgot what the exact scene was, but like. He kind of jokingly says, well, don't you stop away from me yeah. kind of a thing. And then it, it easily turns into a joke. Yeah. But it's like, I'm sorry. And this a whole entire thing. The most frustrating thing about being a widowed single father is that you got a few nights less sleep. Like that. I, I, I did write down that the first point in the movie that felt realistic was like when he was trying to give that presentation and he like heard his baby crying. Yes. Because in my mind, I actually thought that they were going to go like to the phantom cries. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. But like, you get phantom cries. You'll be like, I still get it with my kids' voices sometimes. Yeah. So like, I'll, like, i like, they'll be like, be like, it'll be like ten o'clock at night. They've been asleep for two hours. It's like, well, and I did, just, I, like, oh, did I, did I, did they, did I hear them talking? Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes.
1: But like, but then they turned it into that. You know, he actually did bring his baby to work, and he had to like. The other people were understanding, which I thought was good. Uh, And he had to like give the presentation While holding his baby And I was like okay Like this is maybe not realistic But it's the first time that it gets to that point That like as especially as a single parent But also parents in general That you have to start juggling Yeah That it's not just right now I'm at work So I can be an employee And when I get home I'm a parent So I can be a parent Like it no longer You can't compartmentalize You are always simultaneously juggling things Yeah and that was the first point in the movie like after like the teary showing the how the mom dies yeah you're gonna have to tell everybody like we're gonna spoil the yeah. whole movie so don't listen to, <laughs> don't listen to this if you haven't watched it but like uh it just felt the first point in the movie and honestly one of the fewer points in the movie that felt real lit, like that felt real that felt like i that i connected to as a single dad
0: So I wanted to, to hit on that a little bit. And you, you've you answered the question that I was going to ask. Was there any part that resonated with you in your experience as a single parent? And so you mentioned that part. Was there another part that sort of resonated with you in terms of your own experience or anything that you were like, man, this happened to me. And had they included that and this scene or, you know, a, a totally different scene, it would have added a, another layer of depth yeah. to to it.
1: So I think that they did a good job with the parental group uh, portion of it where there's a scene where he goes to a parents meeting. It's like new parents. And he like they're like, oh, well, this is for new moms. And he's like, well, no, this is for parents. Yeah. And like and that was a good scene because I think that kind of gets to because for me, it, I didn't it wasn't like I had any, I didn't go to any parental support groups, but I definitely noticed it on the playground. Okay. That like if I took my kids to the playground, there were def- there would always be like pockets of moms who were talking and maybe they knew each other before, yeah, or maybe they just met at the park and just safely started talking. And that's something that I've had to kind of come out of my own shell and like get better at myself is like, initiating a conversation if I want to, or, you know, if our kids are playing together, yeah. like just asking questions. And I feel like, you know, maybe they could have added a park scene where like he has to like awkwardly say something because, you know, the other part of this is that like, if I'm a single guy and I, I like to think that I'm attractive. I think that there's <laughs> just like a, there's like a level to that, like yeah. a pro, who, to, to a mom who, may or may not be married yeah. and you know, there's, there's lines there. Like yeah. there's just, there's like a, there's a complexity to approaching parents at the park. Yes, And there's never, there's very rarely other dads. Yes. Right? So yeah, as a yeah. single dad, that, that was, a, that was a, that was something I felt I was missing. It was like that he got, they got that with the parent group. And I feel like that, I just, I don't have that personal experience, mm-hmm. but if for me it would have been like at the park or, at a sporting event, or especially like at a school event. Like if I go and help out at the school, mm-hmm. like I'm going to be one of the few dads. So I've got to kind of navigate that space of like talking to women, but like making sure I don't come off as like,
0: you're hitting, on, hitting them. on them yeah, or yeah.
1: like, yeah, you just, it's just a delicate. But then honestly, what happens is that for me, the more I've done it over the years you just stop caring.
0: Like I'm sorry if you think I'm hitting on you. I'm sorry, and it's not that I say anything that's sort. Of- you you temporarily froze for like five seconds. Oh my bad. Uh, but I think I got the gist of what you were saying. It's not that you were that you're doing this on purpose, but it's just that you have to talk. And yeah, and so- like come on, like
1: I don't- we could either, because it's it's even been at, at times like at a school function where we'll be like sitting down at the little kid table in the, in the little kid chairs, like awkwardly, <laughs> we could talk and, you know, I think that's kind of a personal thing. Some people are just naturally good at talking to strangers yeah. and I can be, but I think that for me, maybe it's, maybe it's made up in my head and maybe it's not, but like that, that line to talk to a mom is, it, it was something that I had to personally get over
0: any part of the sequence of scenes where he was at Starbucks or whatever other place and people were like, "Oh, where's mom? Oh, where's mom?" and he just kept uh um giving different answers. Any of that part resonated with you at all?
1: Um no, I think that okay, so I I'll I'll, I'll be fully transparent with you is yeah. that I have been a healthy dater in my life like I probably while all the boys have been alive I've I have probably I have dated a few different women okay um and it's always assumed that they're the mom like it's like always like no matter they, they could be white black Asian gotcha and it's just like that's dude, mom people can't people can't like take it away from it yeah like I was even yeah I was at a wedding this I think they just this, evening, this Proves the point perfectly. That like I was at a wedding this weekend, and I took a friend as my date. Yeah. And like as we were leaving, somebody was like, "Oh, you guys look so great together. Like I can't wait till you guys have babies." And it's just I think it's just naturally within people to like see a man and woman together. Like, all right, go procreate right yes. now. Yeah. Or if they see me with kids and another woman, they're like, "Oh, of course that's how it how how it happens." Yeah. Right. And so I, it's not that I you know. I never had, I didn't have a lot of the where's mom. Um, But it's like anytime another woman isn't as around, it's just, Oh, your your kids are so cute. You're like, you know, and it's Nope. She's not, she's not their mom. Like, and they're like, luckily my kids are like, Nope, that's not my mom. (laughs) (laughs) They know, they know to say they love their mom. So they, they are very proud to, to not claim. uh, But (laughs) But I will I will say that there was uh, – one of the things that I did enjoy was how they didn't spend too much time on Maddie, the daughter, fighting against uh, Swan or Liz or whatever you want to call the girlfriend. Yeah. Hank. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, they didn't spend too much time fighting it because, like, kids do really adapt well. Like, I think that, like, I think that we can – I, I can say that like my kids, whether it's a, you know, a platonic friendship or a romantic friendship, mm-hmm. um, you know, they they might be uncertain at first, mm-hmm. but I think that, you know, in the movie, it wasn't ever like mom's coming back. It was a very well-known fact that mom wasn't around. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, for the kid, it was like five or six years into their life that the first new woman is coming around. Yeah. So of course there's like, you know, if, if I didn't date for five or six years, it would be a shock to my kids at first. But then, you know, they had fun and it just wasn't a big deal anymore. I thought, I I appreciated that, that it wasn't like an ongoing contention that uh, they had to get through.
0: Yeah, I hear that. I wish that they had at least spent a scene or two. Okay. You know what I mean? Because um, I think... the most they did to address that was when Liz finally showed up and then they just mm. cut to the scene of her squeezing her dad's hand. Okay. And well, I, I, yeah. And that was like, you know, she came and she showed that she had very good mannerisms around children. And then they started having fun and cool. So I was yeah, like, was it. Yeah. yeah, I was like, Oh, <laughs> Oh, that that's it like oh
1: okay yeah
0: okay cool I mean I guess it makes sense because it's not like she grew up seeing her mom and then this other woman showed up it was you know she grew up and all she knew was dad and you know dad kind of primed her to meet this woman and she seemed cool and so it is what it is so my personal preference a scene or two where she was like yeah "Mm, that's fair who that chick you know what I'm saying some of (laughs) it
1: Yeah. No. And, and I will say that that does lead into something else that I'm thinking about now was that they did at least address like dad guilt. And I don't know if it's as strong as mm. mom guilt. Okay. But, okay. but dad guilt, like I I felt that as a single parent, like if I want to, and you know, you, you might've as well, if you want to go do something that like taking time away, especially you, you're a new dad. so like taking time away from your kid that you could be spending with them. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Like I don't, how, got, I don't get how, how okay? Okay, yeah. that's fair. That's <laughs> and that, that seems to be that's healthy. Yeah, but I think that there are going to be people that like completely identify with that for sure. Um, that idea that like if I miss something or if I'm not available twenty four seven for sure, that like I like the, the parent is doing something wrong. Yeah, but you know, of course, they didn't go into depth with it, but I think that they. Addressing it and and making it a known thing But even that What it did was that led to Like a disagreement It was like the the romantic comedy breakup scene Yes Where Kevin Hart doesn't address his emotional Like uh, (laughs) Deficiencies basically And instead of talking through the problem He just breaks up with his girlfriend Which like to me that's why I feel like this movie Is a little bit (sighs) Dangerous might be a, A strong word Okay But to me, it's like, if we're, because you know what's going to happen, this movie is going to get, like, it's going to get the spotlight because it's one of a few, if any that focuses on brotherhood. So it's, so it's going to get the spotlight treatment, but like. Then the people who like truly know what they're talking about are gonna start looking at it like, well, like that doesn't really help fathers. yeah. the fact that we want we we want fathers to be more emotionally vulnerable and we want them to talk through their problems, and we want them, this is how things get better. And the movie does nothing to model that, like it doesn't like how much how much more powerful would it have been if, like, you know, because the scene was that his daughter gets hurt at school, but he's you know, having adult time with his girlfriend, yeah, you know. And 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 then like you know he breaks up with her because he kind of partially blames her. Yes. And it's like he doesn't address it, and then the, and then to get back with her, all he does is say, "Oh, I'm sorry," and, and bring gives
0: her some flowers, flowers.
1: And, and everything's good. Like, yeah. You don't have to have a discussion. You don't have to talk about it. You don't <laughs> have to like talk about why you were a jerk. You just bring flowers and say sorry, and, and everything's it's,
0: and good. it's cool. Yeah, yeah. No, that. You're 100% right about that. This was, I was like, wait, that's it?
1: <laughs> and then the movie's over like five <laughs> minutes later.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, the other thing to go back to what I was saying a little bit earlier was that I've been so enriched by connections like yourself, uh, Travis, whom we've met, mm, yeah. um, uh, Tom Weston, uh, who you introduced me to on IG. Uh, So many other people that I've been able to make connections with uh, very down to earth. I mean, I only know you guys virtually in the conversations that we've had. Right. So but just from the content that you're putting out and that all these other guys are putting out it's like, wow, these are really strong minded, uh, down to earth, very approachable men who really love their family, who really love their children or their child, and we're just trying to make it work, right? We're trying to, mm. uh, for instance, to, to quote from Travis's podcast, we're, he's trying to reclaim the narrative of fatherhood one story at a time, right? Yeah. So we're trying to change the narrative of how fathers are portrayed in general. And for people like me and you, like we have to, to put out a different image of how black fathers are being portrayed, Right?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. This father figure in this movie has two close friends who couldn't be more worthless. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't be more worthless. I mean, the prime opportunity to, to frame this guy in between two other strong male figures yeah, I mean, it was just a wasted opportunity.
1: Well, and the other ironic thing about that is that the the white friend actually had, he was married and had a kid. And that was just like, not... So,
0: so did the other friend. So did Laurel. He, oh, did he really? He mentioned having a kid. But we never oh, hear anything about <laughs> that kid. We never see that yeah. kid. We never, you know, hear him having any struggles either. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, why? I mean, yeah. why not have the main character be supported if this is a movie about fatherhood, right? right. If you're trying to portray fatherhood, uh, black fatherhood in particular, in, in a more positive light. Because interestingly, the behind the scenes is that, you know, President Obama and the first lady, I guess kind of support this project because president Obama was very forthright and encouraging black uh, fathers to, to be present because of, you know, black fatherlessness. And there's, there's debates on both sides that refute and support claims that are being made, whatever the case is fine. Everyone has their agenda. Cool. Shout out to president Obama. Awesome. Great. Nevertheless, if the intent is to encourage black fathers in particular to step up to the plate and hit nothing but home runs, they struck out, homie. Yeah, struck out big time because that did not do it, man. Just in the in the framing of the main character with his two confidants who are buffoons, bro. Hmm. I mean, stereotypical. Yeah, yeah. Like, this one is flirting with the cashier.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking that. Like, like the, there's a scene where he flir- flirts with the moms, too. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, yeah. And then the other one they they frame as, like, a like even like the running joke is that his wife doesn't even want him to talk. Yeah. Like, does, like yeah. Yeah. But somehow he's in that same six-figure salary <laughs> job. <laughs> so he. As long as you got money, bro. As long as you got money, you're good. That's That's the true hero of this movie, uh, a high paid job.
0: <laughs> what am I doing with my life?
1: <laughs> so. Because yeah, I think I think that that's because again, if we go back to what you're saying about black fatherhood and, you know, not to to paint with a broad brush, but like, you know, wh- come on, what's the what's the demographic they're shooting for that's like a single widowed black man? with a six-figure salary job like how many of those are running around in america right now mm, like you know yes. like if we're talking about single black <laughs> fatherhood like i think maybe they already maybe they watch single or uh, pursuit of happiness and they're like but let, we can't get too close to what will smith yes. did <laughs> so we got to go the other way but like i don't know there was just there, there was to me there was very little struggle outside of like sleepless nights and like the craziness of like he brought his kid to work. Does does daycare not exist? I just didn't understand that. Uh yeah,
0: the scene with the babysitter was also kind of bizarre.
1: Yeah, I think they just, yeah. They just again it was like it was just a it was a bit. I just felt like there was a whole bunch they just like did a bunch of SNL skits Ooh, with like some yeah, like touching ones. Yeah. With like a, a couple of touching scenes that, like because it did, it did give me to I will say that it got this movie got me to tear up like four or five times. Yeah, yeah. But again, I just think they got the algorithm right. It was just like the right it was like, you know, I would like, you know, one thing that it was like when he was missing his daughter and they went back through that scene of like seeing her little with the ducks yeah. and then walking. And I was like, you know what? I that I did get because like I do, especially if my kids are five and seven now. I'll see an old picture of them mm-hmm. or I'll like come across an old old video on my phone. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh man, yeah, my kids are never gonna be two years old ever again. They're yeah, yeah. never gonna be four years old ever again. Yeah. Like that hit it. And, like, you know, to me, that was that will be a takeaway that's a positive that, like, okay, I do need to be present with my kids. I do need to, like, make, like, legit memories with them. But if, like, if that's that, I, don't, I can't imagine that's what they really thought that, like, would be the major takeaway from this movie. I feel like they wanted it to be a deep dive into Black parenthood or, or single fatherhood. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he doesn't even get mad once in the movie. Like, come on. He doesn't get, like, angry. Once,
0: my son is 13 months, bro, and I've been angry a couple of times. I come on,
1: <laughs> come on. And if there's, I mean, if you're a parent, and you're listening to this, and you can honestly say that you've never gotten angry at your kid, you're like, lying.
0: You're lying. I, you're all like, yeah. yeah. No, I'll, I'll uh, say, I'll say it for you. You are <laughs> lying. Okay, thank you, thank you. I'm a guest. I can't. You know, okay. <laughs> you've got the stage power here,
1: but yeah, no, yeah. it's you know there there was but there wasn't like ever. There was never, like, a real emotion. And I think that even the weird part about it, or not weird, it's actually pretty pretty normalized in our society, that, like, the crux of the movie, right, the way that gets him to see the error of his ways is that his daughter, who's, like, five or six, is like, oh, I want to live with Grandma now. Guess what kids do? They say something to get an emotional reaction out of us. It don't yep. take them always seriously. If, yep. if, I, if I live in wherever he lived in, and it's like across the country to go live with their grandma. I'm not going to take my kids seriously. Like, no, we have a house. Like we we have a home. Like we are visiting grandma. <laughs> we're going to go home in a couple of days. Like this is a visit. But then, like the craziest thing about it was, is that like for a kid who's missing, you know, family cousins, grandmas, uh, and Kevin Hart's character gets this chance to go to you know a, Croatia, Croatia yeah. for a month. Like that's a win win. You go to Croatia for a month, you make your money, you advance your career, your kid gets to spend time with family with surrounded by everybody who loves them. And you come back rich, your kid comes back happy, you guys <laughs> missed each other. And as you know, uh, another friend pointed out to me that like this is just that the the narrative that Parents have to sacrifice mm, for their kids. Mm-hmm. Like there's this like, oh, we we need to put our kids first. We need to sacrifice for them mm-hmm. in order for us to be good parents. But it's like, no, like part of being a good parent is like pushing yourself as far as you go. And maybe, you know, he doesn't take the job that like the the becoming the manager or whatever yeah. because maybe then he has to work 100 hours a week. Sure. And that would not be great. Yes. But he doesn't have to give up a work trip to go see his daughter because guess what He made an emotionally stunted decision. like that's what it comes down to just grow emotionally. you don't have to you don't have to cancel a business trip just do a little <laughs> bit of introspective work. Reflect for a weekend like journal try bar- like try better in the future.
0: So that scene hit a little different for me because of my okay. own experience
1: right? okay Let's, uh, all right. now I'm curious
0: i was um I was that child that got sent to live with a relative. Okay. I was that child that got separated from uh my the definition, the embodiment of my world for a significant mm-hmm. amount of time, so I'm watching. You know, him make that decision and then saying goodbye to his daughter. And then she's like, But you're going to come back to visit, right? And then he goes, Yeah. And the look on his face reminded me of conversations that I would have with my dad when I lived with my uncle and his wife in Florida. And he would say that he would come to visit me, even though I never saw the look on his face, but that look, was the Mm. same intonation and inflection or lack thereof in his voice when he would be like, yeah, I'm going to come and see you knowing very well that that was not the case. Okay. So that one hit for me differently and I'm watching and I'm getting upset that he actually got on the plane and he left his daughter with grandma knowing that he had no intention of coming back anytime soon because he was going to go on this trip. And I'm just sitting there repeating to myself, there's no way I'm leaving my damn child. I am not leaving my child for anything. Like (laughs) I'm not leaving my child.
1: Now let me ask, would it have been different if he had been honest and like communicated what was happening? If he had like sat his daughter down and be like, Hey, dad has a work trip. You want to visit, you know, family. And I could do this really cool thing with work. I'm going to be gone for a month. Like I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to see you for a month. Yeah. Would that have made it like, would that, would that be different?
0: I think so, because it would have had a beginning and an ending point, okay. right? It, there would have been a clearly defined time frame. We're going to be away from each other for a month, but I promise you, I'm going to come back.
1: Right. Okay. Because that was the that was the weird thing about me in the movie and watching. I was like, wait, is he deciding to give up his That's daughter? Like the, I guess, exactly. I would, I didn't understand exactly. like why that had to be the decision. Like what?
0: Exactly. And
1: again, I, I think I think it's the, you know if you watch romantic comedies or, or chick flicks, like yeah. which I don't like calling them, but like for people like you know like when Harry met Sally or like you know I, that, that, sorry. No, that was that,
0: such a good that, movie. That, that, <laughs>
1: The 90s movie so i don't know how old your, your, your listeners are uh but like there's always the you know there's the 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 guy and he somehow gets this beautiful smart successful yep. woman who he doesn't think then,
0: is in his league because because she's out of his league and
1: right yeah And then, and then in that, in that uh, insecurity, in that emotional stuntedness, he lies to her or he cheats on her or he does something that he could easily fix with the communication. Yeah. Just conversation. honest (laughs) communication. And then, you know, there's a montage where he like realizes that he's lonely and that he screwed up. Yep. And then, you know, he gets her back somehow and then everybody lives happily ever after. Amen. I just feel like they just use that template. And just added in the daughter piece. Facts. And like how we don't learn, we don't we don't go to romantic comedies expecting to learn anything. I'm we still trying to like, figure
0: out why that he had that look on his face, knowing that he had no immediate intentions on coming back.
1: Yeah, that was a that was a weird uh this is a plot hole to me. That's just a plot. I'm hole. telling
0: you, I was sitting, I was sitting there and I was getting so upset. I'm like, wait, why are you leaving your child? Like, don't, yeah. don't leave your kid. I'm not leaving my kid. And I just started cussing at the TV. Like I am not leaving my child. I don't care who thinks what of me or if I am not leaving my child to go on a trip and then to come back and then to take this promotion and then to start working. And then, you know, to have to do, yeah. you know, phone calls. No, I'm well, not I, leaving my yeah, child. Was,
1: yeah, they, like, somehow threw the promotion in there, like, it was going to, like, sweeten the deal of leaving your kid, right? Like, I just, like, he, I just, like, ugh, yeah, that was, I, I, it, it was another thing that just felt, like, you know, in the writer's room, like, all right, well, we got to figure out how to end this movie somehow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we got because then it was, like, the, the two things that he was, that, that changed his mind in the airport was, like, A mom and her baby. Yeah. And then uh, a college age kid, uh, college age girl talking to her dad on the phone. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I guess I missed my kid. Yeah. To blow off this work trip
0: and, 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 uh, and, you know, tell Croatian friend, like, hey, you go by yourself and. Yeah, good luck. I believe in you. Forget this job. Forget this promotion. I'm going to. Wait, what?
1: Yeah. It just, there's, yeah. I I I think it's good talking to you about this movie because I, I will admit I did I didn't want to assume one way or the other but I did kind of think that I might come in here ripping it apart or you <laughs> might have liked it but I think that I think that hearing you talk about it it's I'm hopeful that other people see it for what it is and if you just want to enjoy this movie cry a little bit and like just See a dad. I think that there's there's value in what it could bring. Yes, I do think that I don't want it to be promoted as like how a father should be or like or any how a father of,
0: is because there yeah. there's more of that that I'm like, OK, so I don't have a six figure job. And my wife is still alive, thank God. And she still want to be married to me, which is even a bigger miracle, (laughs) right? So we are, I'm not a single parent. We are parenting our child together. So I am the least qualified person to talk about the experience of a single parent, of a single father in particular, but sort of seeing or projecting my experience as a father Independent of my wife as much as I possibly can, you know, think of it that way. Right. It there, there's very little takeaway there for me to be like, oh yeah, I can relate to this. Yeah. What I re- what I could relate to, which is the only time that a tear might have falling out of my eye accidentally, was in the beginning. <laughs> When, you know, like when, when he, when he was in the, so his wife had, uh, gave birth to their daughter via C-section. My wife gave birth to our son via C-section. Okay. So that took me right back into the operating okay. room, into the delivery room. And so I'm reliving all of that emotion okay. again. And dude, like I started crying because,
1: okay, so yeah.
0: I didn't cry when my son was born, but being taken back
1: like, like into that like it so
0: I finally shed those tears that I should have shed it 13 months Aww. ago, you know what I mean? And it was like, okay. oh my gosh, yo, I can still remember it cutting the umbilical cord and just telling my wife how beautiful she looked and how excited and how fatigued mm. and how I mean everything was just so amazing. So I was all yeah. wrapped up into that. That's it. <laughs>
1: Well, okay, so there's, I don't know why this made me think of it, but like, I I feel like that, yeah, they're just, they, they left a lot on the table with building connections because even the idea of like the school dress code yeah and like, I felt like that was a good opportunity for him to like really be dad, right? Like to really go into school and be like, no, like you guys can't tell my daughter how to dress. Like there's like, I get it that there's a rule, but it just like, it just kind of was a plot line that like didn't have a resolution like she gets hurt she gets stitches she's she likes wearing boy underwear and like you know I just I again I just felt like another bullet point so I I guess to me I'm glad and I actually I, I I'm on a single single dad's Facebook group that has like like a a couple thousand
0: okay. people, okay.
1: Or a couple thousand dads in it, and there were definitely posts about this movie and how people related to it. Okay, but I think that if I read through the comments, it would probably be similar to what you just shared. That like, it took me back to like specific moment. Yes. Right. Yeah. And like maybe you know maybe a dad would it will uh, go back to that moment where he first struggled to do his daughter's hair. Yes. Or like, you know, some dads are going to struggle to like go buy their kids underwear, like their daughter's underwear, right? That I can understand how a dad would have uncomfortable feelings and seeing that in the movie. Like, oh yeah, I totally understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I think that, I think that this is where it gets tricky, right? Because I think that when I say this for dads who are like doing the work, like you and I seem to be doing the Mm -hmm. work, we want more. Yes. And I think that's, I'm glad that we exist because hopefully this like conversation and what we talk about and then like, you know, maybe people who like are in the movie business are going (laughs) to talk about it too. Cause I'm glad that we're having this conversation because I think it's valuable to have, but I think that it's good that I'm hopeful that like this will push the conversation forward that like the next time we have a father's day movie, that it does get to some of those more, uh, complex emotions and dealing with them. Because if I'm a dad and I'm really going through some hard stuff, this movie does nothing to help me understand those things or find a way to deal with them or honestly give me much comfort because it didn't seem like Kevin Hart went through very much.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was slightly inconvenienced several times. Yeah.
0: Yes. I mean, and, and that's, I mean, that's just what it seemed like.
1: He was always well put together. It's like, it's like the same thing Son. when you're in a romantic comedy <laughs> and like the woman's hair, even when she gets out of bed in the morning, looks good. It's just like, come on. I'm watching. On. I'm
0: watching his wife in bed after she just had the C-section and she had the makeup <laughs> on, and I'm like, that is not how my wife looked. <laughs> Yes. I'm yeah, I'm like, that is. that is not how my wife looks. So, yeah. yeah, but I get it. That's a movie, whatever. Yeah, it, it's I, I hope that. uh Well, honestly, whether or not it sounds this way at this point, I really don't care. It's not that I'm saying or that I want it for. That movie to be a a realistic snapshot of a real life because it was based off a true story. Okay. Adapted to the character of of Kevin Hart through because the the true story was a is a Caucasian family that experienced okay. this, and so which is an interesting layer in and of itself Mm. that that story (laughs) would be chosen, but portrayed through a black uh, father and a black family lens.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So it's like, you know, let your mind chew on that for a little bit, but for the flagrant miss opportunity to, to really show a, a portrait of a black father, that could resonate with people with with fathers on on a on a more yeah. meaningful level. To me, that's the most bothersome thing. And I'm like, oh man, the trailer yeah. gave me a perception that the movie did not end up delivering on.
1: So, so give the trailer creator a raise. Yes. <laughs>
0: Yes. Whoever.
1: Let's let, let's let's talk to the actual director. You know, let's. There's two different conversations that needs to be had. Well, because I think that's what what I enjoy very much about like the dads group that we're a part of yeah. is that like we don't have to have the same experiences for things to resonate, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't need to. Well, because when you said the thing about uh it was based on a Caucasian family, there's part of me that thinks like, okay, well, maybe Kevin Hart just had to push that. Like maybe that's a Hollywood thing. Maybe that's a thing that we can't, that we don't fully know about. Sure. Just, I don't know. But I think that like, I think there's also probably a fear in Hollywood to make stories because they aren't sure who they're going to resonate with. Mm-hmm. But I think that like, mm-hmm. once you tell a good enough story or if you hit on the right things, mm-hmm. it resonates with, you know, a larger percentage of people than you would expect mm-hmm. that like, that if i see somebody struggling like kind of like you know i think that's okay this is good because what you said about the c-section it like took you right there Mm -hmm. and if there's a if there's a father who took his daughter underwear shopping that scene might hit right there Mm -hmm. right so they're they're almost like throwing darts at a board Mm -hmm. trying to Mm -hmm. get Mm -hmm. specific things Mm -hmm. but if i make a movie about struggling and about pain and about like am I good enough? Can I do this? Mm -hmm. That's going to hit so many more people Mm -hmm. because that's what all parents think. Mm -hmm. All parents are like, Oh my gosh, am I making the right choice? Or like, Mm -hmm. am I, you know, so if you make it, if you, if you dive deep on these like broader topics, instead of trying to hit the bullseye on like specific little things, I think that, I think that's the difference between the movie that we wanted to see and the movie we got. Yes.
0: Yes. I agree. Is there anything else that you want to say about this? Cause I think I'm done.
1: <laughs> no, I think, honestly, I think that I got, I'm glad that we, I, it makes me kind of happy that we're on the same page because that made it. I, but, but I'm also, I will say, I, I am glad that even in these times that I felt like I was being critical, that you were able to shed a slightly different perspective that like, like being like the, the decision to uh, your father to leave you with your aunt and uncle, like that's, I think that there will be, and again, I think that's a specific thing that they hit on. And yes, I think there will be other people that feel that way too. Yeah. So I think that it's good, you know, let's just hope that this is just like I kind of made the joke earlier with that mom that I was talking to. That, I, I have not seen Brokeback Mountain, and that's not because I feel any way about it. It was just I missed – I think I was too young to want to see it when it came out. Mm-hmm. But, like, maybe this is, like, the Brokeback Mountain of dad movies or because now <laughs> now gay characters are just, like, they're better represented, Yes, right? Yes, And I'm hopeful that, like, you know, maybe in 5, 10 years, dad movies and dad characters are just better represented rather than just breadwinners or angry guys or drunks because that was – okay, I will say one last yep, thing I do want to yep, say. yep, yep that moment where he walks in to the parent group and they're like, oh, AA is down the hall, that hit home because when I was trying to start the dad's group that I'm a part of, Mm -hmm. I specifically did not want it to sound like a support group. Mm -hmm. That was a big thing because I was like, you know what, when when people think of dad's groups or men groups, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that's the first one they think of. They think of AA and I just wanted it to not be like, help these poor, helpless dads. So I'm. I'm. they did touch on that. But again, it's like a specific thing that they hit on yeah. rather than like the underlying emotion that goes yeah. with that.
0: And to that point, too, I have to say, I appreciate the fact that even though Kevin Hart's character was emotionally a child or underdeveloped, yeah. um, I do appreciate the fact that there was no drug history or indications mm-hmm. to you know um like any any stereotypical if that's the right word to use character yeah. flaws as a dad
1: well especially as a black dad
0: especially but as just, a black dad let's right let's
1: just throw that out there too. right like he did he was never in prison right, he was right. Not, like, there weren't other like baby mom like, it, yes it was just i i yeah. yeah i had not thought about that but i i'm glad you brought that up.
0: yeah yeah so you know maybe the six-figure job is is was a way to to sort of stay away from all of that, mm. um, yeah. which if it's in that light, then it's like, okay, I get it. Um, yeah. I mean, it could have been a five-figure job. Um, what the heck? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I do appreciate that there was no, like there was nothing surrounding his character as a black father that would have, you know, Tainted, I guess, his role in any way, shape, or form. So I I do appreciate that aspect of it.
1: Okay. See, we ended on a positive note. That's that's positive. That's positive. See, we didn't hate everything. I mean, I watched it. Okay. I watched the whole
0: thing. I did too. I watched the whole thing. I might watch it again, you know, just to, yeah, see? just to make sure that m- what we spoke about now, after this conversation, watching it again, I'm curious to see what my thoughts are, if they would be the same or different or whatever the case is. Right. So yeah.
1: Oh, and, yeah. I think that I watched it with the critical eye. So and I like, I like it's kind of like what I said earlier. If you can, if you just want to like enjoy this movie, it's very enjoyable. It is a very it is enjoyable movie. A, it's, a, it's an hour and 50 minutes yeah. of just enjoyable. Kevin Hart does a good job. Yeah. It's just, it, you know, everybody, I liked everybody.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: It's enjoyable. Yeah. So I just, you know, you might not take very many life, life lessons away <laughs> from it, but that's, that's okay. Yeah. Not everything has to be a life lesson. Yeah.
0: We don't take life lessons from Fast and Furious.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, again, again, that's what I mean. It's like, maybe this is just, maybe this is just the start. And maybe that that is what my hopeful mind is going to tell myself that this is, this is a good beginning.
0: Yeah. But I don't know if I can, if I can take another eight movies of that.
1: Oh yeah. I don't want <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get the backstory of the two friends. Yeah. Maybe that'll just be, just be three movies. <laughs>
0: Uh, why don't you take the last several minutes to promote the group that you host on Tuesdays?
1: Okay, yeah. So uh, one, you can find me on Instagram. That's like the only place I'm doing business right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm 100% okay with that Mm -hmm. and focused on Instagram. So it's my, my handle is my name, Jay Skibbons. Um, And then every Tuesday night, we do a virtual dad's conversation. And that's what I'll leave it as because, it's we we have a topic. We've talked about money. We've talked about relationships. We've talked about um, school. We've talked about uh, like everything within the spectrum. But it's not it's not going to come at you and like tell you how to be. It's not going to come at you and tell you what the right way to do anything is. So what we do is we're able to to learn from each other's experience in a way that's like in my mind more uh, applicable than like something you might read in a parenting book mm-hmm. because it's somebody else's lived experience and it allows you to pick and choose. Like, yes, that makes sense. I'll probably, Oh, you know what? I'm actually going to start doing that. And then sometimes you hear something that, like, you know what? I respect that you do it that way, but I like my way better. And you just, it, it's an affirmation that like, Hey, I'm getting it right. So, and like, you know, this last week we had a new dad on and in our takeaways, you know, he, he spoke up and he gave one of our takeaways and his was just like, man, I just feel so normal after this. Hmm. And it was like, oh my gosh, that's like the best thing I could have ever heard. Like I couldn't have written a better thing for him to say Yeah, yeah. because it's just, you do, if you, if you're, if you're fathering or parenting in isolation, you can worry that like what you're doing is, is weird or wrong, or are you getting this right? Especially, you know, I don't want to speak too much for you, but I think that your, your listeners know, like, we don't have, like, the textbook upbringing, right? Yeah, so, like, no. <laughs> sometimes when you don't have that textbook upbringing, you can worry that, like, you don't have the model or you don't have, like, that template for, like, how to be a great dad. Yeah. But I think that, like, I mean, you can speak to this, just the idea that our goal is to be the best dad we can be. So when you get six to eight guys in a like in a virtual room talking for an hour and a half, you're going to get a lot of ideas on how to be a great dad.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: That's all it is. It's just ideas upon ideas upon ideas on how to be a great dad. And uh, yeah, every Tuesday, five thirty to seven central time. uh, And there's the link is just it has not changed. So you go to my Instagram profile. I've got a link tree. It's one of the things in that link tree that'll get you there. What I like to think is that even first time people can contribute to the conversation They're like, there's no, like you got to earn your stripes or like waiting periods. Like if, if if we're talking about something and you can say something or add something, we want to hear what you have to say.
0: My man, thank you so much yeah, for awesome. the time and conversation and for uh helping me comb through <laughs> this movie <laughs> and talking about things that uh i mean they were important things to talk about important observations to make mm-hmm. um so thank you for for agreeing to the invitation to to do that with me of course yeah.
1: And then I'll come back and tell you. Know, hopefully, your your, your <laughs> listeners are interested. I'll come back and tell my story different times. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> just gotta gloss right over that.